Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Several episodes in. We've done 100 episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're Easily. over 100. Well, we're over 100, but we're still kicking. People still have questions about breaking up with their lesbian best friend roommate, PhD candidate from Canada, and we're here for you. Questions are getting better, uh, and we're doing a lot more follow-up. We're building a real community here, and you guys are leaving reviews. If you're enjoying the podcast, just leave a review. Cost of doing business. This podcast is free, so... Hook it up. Help it out. I'm not bombarding you with extra content. We're making a quality podcast. A lot of people do podcasts and they're like, I'll just spit out an opinion and I don't really have any substance. This is real substance. I back up everything I'm saying. Mm. You What? Don't. What was that? I mean, yeah, no, it's good. It's a what good are, podcast. You're just sitting there making no comment and lobbing in a hmm from the sidelines. I'm over here taking all the fire. Fire! Taking all people coming after you for your hot flack. No one's coming. Very few women. I'm standing up here. I'm saying things, and and people are listening. Vote for me. Vote for me, baby. Send in your questions. You know I have the answers, and you know the stakes are very low for me because I don't know who you are. So I'm just willy nilly giving advice. Here we are. It's uh, February. Yes. My birthday is February 22nd. A lot of you guys, a lot of fans were writing in like, when's your birthday? I don't know what Wikipedia <laughs> is. <laughs> Sometimes I Google just to make sure I've got the year right when I'm filling stuff out. And oh, it's yeah. nice to just be able to Google and be like, there it is. I'll tell you what, it's not a bottom of the cob, but the amount of people who just don't Google spellings of names. You know what else is bullshit? Everyone can say Skarsgård and Schwarzenegger. We can say these words, but Schlesinger is a no-go. Anti-Semites. That really bothers me. And what was the thing recently? Somebody, oh God, somebody wrote something about me and they were like, this is a journalist. Oh, yeah. In the article, Eliza Schlesinger, parentheses, I hope I'm spelling that right. I'm like, you can't write and that. And it was not spelled right. And it wasn't spelled right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to put journalist in quotes <laughs> when I refer to you. You beast. But this is LA. Everything, there's a very low bar set. 
Lo Barce. For uh, professionalism, mm -hmm. administrative tasks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have a follow-up we're kicking off with because uh, I'm sure you remember there was a nice couple that asked what they should do for New Year's when they yes, have- Yes, in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, not the Dallas one. There was the Dallas one, and then there was the one that had the kid that was asleep. Right. And you told them to do mushrooms. I did. And they said- would you please tell Eliza that her first and only time advising mushrooms is a brilliant idea? Uh, and they said, you guys rock. But then she followed up after New Year's and said, okay, we didn't eat mushrooms or watch porn, but we did up end up having a great night. <laughs> okay. That's not a fire hot update that the people want. I love I thought she was going to be like, my husband's head turned into a banana. No, but we they, they liked jail. the idea a lot. So I'm sure they'll utilize it later. Okay, if you aren't implementing my advice into your everyday life, then why are you they at this church? They had a charcuterie plate. Didn't we say that? no. Well, I said that that's what I was going to do. Why? Because then you had the like scathing observation that it's an adult Lunchable, which is like what everyone on I the did, internet says. I never said that. God, I hate when people say that. <laughs> Everything's a version of something else. All right. Well, I'm glad that, that was you- a fun update. I'm glad that you did nothing that I said, but are praising me for it. Call they like the idea. It's a fun idea, but maybe they couldn't get the mushrooms. Maybe they could. Oh, maybe they, the kid was- They definitely couldn't get the mushrooms. It is not- They're not like, you kind of got to just know someone- <laughs> Uh, but okay, fine. I'm glad that you like the idea, though. Some people might be offended at it. Call me after your next trip. <laughs> Nova May said, made you a review just like you asked Thank and you. also created my own song to go with it. Okay. Do you want to sing it? Yeah, I want to he hear you sing it. You want to hear me sing it? It's the top of the pod. She's doing it right. Every week, we love to take a bite. Top of the pod. Wow. It's pretty good. Those lyrics weren't derivative. That was really good. <laughs> Like yeah. fresh lyrics, totally original. Not at all the exact same song, but with like two words changed. No, it's different. These people are leaving you a review. These people are doing God's work. Look, we should have, here's what, okay. Okay, order of business, new idea. Every episode will start with a catch-up section, like a review section, like a, mm. a couple minutes where we, excuse you, where we bring up old business. People like the mushroom couple writing in. Like, because we're always asking people for feedback or updates, so we should have, like, a red-hot update at the beginning. Scott, yeah, when we have updates. Make a sound effect. <sighs> red-hot updates. That was it, though, I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean... And if people are tuning in for the first time, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this podcast? And they're not even... You don't even know the fire we're about to bring when we suggest stuff. illicit drug use as a casual hobby while your kid is sleeping. Well, that's why I think it was nice to get the follow-up that the actual question asker liked the suggestion. But they didn't do it. And I that's what hurts the most is being so close. You don't even know Rascal Flats. You don't even I know. I know those words, Rascal Flats. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Slayer of Vampires says... Hello to everyone on the pod. I have a question for Eliza, the touchstone for all things Jewish. It's a little complicated. My great-grandmother and grandfather and grandmother are slash were Jewish, and therefore so is my father. So great-grandmother and, and the grandmother. Okay. So the father is. My mother is not, and so I am not. 
I like to say I'm half Jewish, a quarter Jewish, and not at all Jewish. A mm, lot of that's people- That's fun. That's fun to put in a bio after I love tacos. <laughs> a lot of people call me Jewish because I live in part of America where I'm the closest thing they know. And since I talk about it and my great grandma lived through the Holocaust, it's very close to my heart. I grew up knowing and loving my great grandma and knowing bits and pieces of Yiddish. It still makes me uncomfortable when they say that. Anyway, when my question is- what? I think when they say like- Yiddish? I mean, it's ugly, but- <laughs> No, I think a lot of people call me Jewish. And I think because this person isn't technically like Well, I guess it depends on how they're calling you Jewish. Are they saying there's a Jew or are they saying is your religion Jewish? Well, so (laughs) it still makes me... Anyways, my question is, as a certified Jewish lady, do you think I have any claim to the culture or am I just an admirer with a distant relation? Thank you. Love your work so much. Uh, You're whatever you want to be. You know, you are the whole um, half Jewish thing. It's just in the eyes of Judaism. Like if the mother is Jewish and I don't, I'm not sure why I'm sure Maya would oops, hit my heater. I have a space heater down by my feet because I'm a sad secretary, with cold appendages and poor blood flow. Um, I don't know in the Jewish religion, it's if the mother is Jewish. So it's bloodline wise. And I don't know why it's that because usually males like dominate everything else. You'd think it'd be the other way. So you are... A quarter Jewish. Uh-huh. So if if her dad is full Jewish and her mom is not Jewish, right? You're half a, Jewish. Okay. The dad isn't full Jewish. Well, the dad's it mother like, and his grandmother are both. Yeah, Jewish. but it sounds like all the men weren't. So the great grandmother would have made the grandmother half Jewish, which makes the dad a quarter Jewish, which mm. makes you an eighth Jewish. Look. People can claim whatever they want. You know, you can be one sixteenth Cherokee and be white. And as we all know, girls named Cheyenne still like rep V hard for being like part Native American. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just if it is close to you and no one can tell you that it's not. And nobody can tell, you know, it's not like you're um, claiming to be like African-American, but you're really white and South African. (laughs) Like, it's not like you're benefiting from something that you might get you know, like you're, it's it's just the culture. So the answer is everything and nothing. And it's whatever you want it to be. If people call you Jewish, it's weird that anyone would even say that to you given that it's such a distant connection. Right. I think they just truly don't know any Jewish people. And they're like, you're Jewish, where right? You live. Right. So you should be like, no. But you must have said enough things to make them think that. But I wouldn't think anything of it unless someone's like harassing you, which I doubt they are. But if it comes, if you feel comfortable claiming that you... F- have Jewish culture, these things are okay. okay. Nobody's judging you for it. Unless it's another Jew who's like, no, you're not Jewish enough. In which case, no, you're not. But you enjoy it. Excuse me. You take from it what you want and what you will. It's not uncommon to for people of like a third generation to feel a connection, especially if their grandma, great-grandma, great-grandparent is something other than just like a white American. People want to know their roots. So it's yours to learn from it what you will. You know, that is your heritage and it is something that you're sensitive to. You know, she lived through the Holocaust. That's fascinating. And, you know, it's nice that you have that connection, but it's, it's no one's fucking business. And if they call you Jewish, you're not. But, you know, you've given them a reason to think that you know something about it. Mm-hmm. I'd be more interested to know why they're calling you Jewish. Mm-hmm. Why is it coming up so much? Hey, it's Friday. You're a Jew. Can you turn on your own lights? I don't know. Yeah. Why is it coming up so much? At these meetings. Is it kind of the same thing? Like if you convert, you're not 100% because you don't have any parents that are? You know, I just, 
This th- like in whose eyes? Like maybe like an orthodox rabbi, mm-hmm. but like I would not want to hang out with an orthodox rabbi. Like I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, blood wise, but also like who says that being like fully Jewish is a good thing? You got to get tested for like Tay-Sachs and like genetic mutations. So you can convert to Judaism and be a Jew. It's all in your heart. And I don't think God would have a problem regardless of your religion, how you choose to acknowledge him. Yeah. Judaism at its core is a very spiritual, mystic religion. Believes sort of God is in everyone and everywhere. It's not like you have to do a bunch of things. Um, Mm -hmm. So take from it what you will. All right. (laughs) I'm not even that Jewish. I just do some Jewish things and I have so many fans who aren't Jewish. I'm just here to show you we don't have horns. Just here to show you. Okay, I have small horns. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Anonymous, hello AIA crew plus special snow peach. I graduated college in May, and before that, I had a job on campus where I spoke with one coworker for a few hours a week. It was That's kind of your job. <laughs> it was kind of forced, and she really liked deep conversations. It was exhausting to me, but I went along with it because we were in close quarters. Context: She's thirty-one, and I'm twenty-two, both female. At first, I thought she was just playing the big sister role, but now I'm just over it. When the pandemic hit and we had to go home indefinitely, I was sort of relieved I didn't have to have these conversations with her all the time. But she started texting me and scheduling phone calls every week where we could talk more. During our conversations, I feel like she takes notes and is really scanning me. It makes me low-key uncomfortable to talk to her sometimes, but I know she means well. At this point, I don't see an end to these weekly talks in sight, and I don't know how to handle it because I'd be completely fine if I never spoke to her again. Does that sound bad? I promise I'm a good friend, but I don't like this kind of friendship. Any input is appreciated. Hope I gave enough contest. Hope you're doing well. I'm not doing well. No, <laughs> you're doing I- Okay. Okay, first of all, the way you framed it made it sound like your job was to talk to this <laughs> lunatic every week for an hour. You're saying your coworkers, a coworker every single time they're at work is like blah 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 blah. She just blah, talks blah, a blah, lot. Blah, blah. She sounds really lonely, but also your generation and we're cuz you're like 20 something like I'm not saying this is you, but like you don't like picking up phones, you don't like talking to people, you are more introverted, you are more self-proclaimed socially awkward. You know, it's like weird if somebody uses a phone. Yeah. Um I wonder how much of it is that, like that social awkwardness versus this person just really sucks. If they're not calling you for work, is that what she's still doing? Is this No, I, yeah, it sounds like it's not for work and it's just like a catch up. Like, hey, let's have a weekly phone call. You're busy. I don't know why people have you gotta you gotta do the LA thing. Hey, I'm really busy. Hey, I have a family thing. Hey, I can't really talk. Hey, I don't feel like talking. I understand that honesty is the best policy, but you don't wanna be like, look, I don't like talking to you. Nobody's gonna say that. So just avoid, avoid. You know, it's once a week that she wants to talk. Yeah, but it sounds That's like a it lot. Goes Nobody a has that long much time. time. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can also just like set a limit, you know, 15 minutes. But if you're not getting anything out of it, you just can't. Internet's down. I can't. I don't really feel like talking. If you're, if it's a relationship, I also wonder if you'll both be coming back to the same job. I also wonder why someone who like in their 30s is like dying to talk to like a 21-year-old. But... This person's very lonely. Sounds like it. So maybe have a little bit of compassion, but also, you know, you teach people how to treat you. You've allowed this. And if you just don't answer the text, don't answer the email, hey, I'm really busy, just whatever, make excuses. Hey, I don't really feel up to it, not feeling well. You know, those aren't really lies. Should she be like, I'm not a big phone talker. I don't really want to commit to a weekly thing. Like how honest should she be or you is could that, say that weird? You could say that. I don't know the other person and I don't know. You know, you might find a lot of compassion in her. She might be like, oh my God, of course. We can mm. just do this all over smoke signal. So, but I would just sort of put it off uh, because it is uncomfortable to be like, I don't want to talk uh, and start yeah. to set that precedent. That being said, your generation does need to just be less narcissistic about like, oh, I'm such an introvert. I can't deal with the phone. That being said, she sounds really annoying. 
Yeah, you wouldn't want to have an a hour? weekly call, a weekly hour on call with someone that you don't even consider a close friend. Seven minutes on a call with my best friend. I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. But, you know, make sure that lady's not going to kill herself or something. That's not on you. It's not on you, but some blood might get on you. God. That's horrible. Get it. Jonesing, jonesing for journals. I'm, in short, just lie. Who fucking just, I can't take for any of these. I'm sick. My internet's not working. I don't feel like, you could also just say I don't feel like talking. Hey, I'm not up for it this week. Yeah. And eventually she'll stop. Eventually they'll just become few and far between. She'll die alone in her apartment. You'll never know. And that'll be that. I don't, don't relate it to yourself. Don't think about yourself. I wasn't oh, I thought you, were, you said that. I'm sorry. I thought you said, when I said alone in your apartment, I thought you were like, <sighs> no, no. Okay, well, that was the look on your face. That's, That's just, not on me. <laughs> that you're shaming me with that look. Jonesing for journals says, you've mentioned a couple times that you're a minimalist. Have you always been this way or was there more of an aha moment when you started to declutter? If it was a ladder of the two, which method do you use? Example, Marie, the minimalist, et cetera. Have you gotten into any of that? No. Marie Kondo? I think Marie is like the name of the- The type of Japanese what, minimalism. Yeah. Um, I just remember growing up, you know- I get like $20 and you go buy a bunch of garbage because you're a kid, you know, so you're just buying junk. Like a dollar store is like a fantasy, right? So I was just accumulating stuff and my mom would always comment on it. She calls it chazarai, which is just stuff. And if I had too much stuff, she'd say chazar, which also is a, a Yiddish word for like if you're a piglet. Um, but I always had stuff. But that's kind of, you know, I was the kid who would like, you know, put like a grocery store cardboard cutout in their room, ironically, and wear like vintage, you know, gas station shirts and all that stuff that we did in the late 90s, had a lot of stuff. Um, and then as, I guess as I got older, first of all, when you have to pay for the stuff, you kind of want less stuff. But also it really came from the busier I got in my career, the more I needed sort of serenity, my brain serenity. My brain is so cluttered. Like I am singing like a Baja men song 24 hours a day in my head. And so, and it doesn't stop. And there's so many thoughts. It's so hard to quiet my mind. So I try to keep everything calm visually around me so that I can offer myself some sort of ocular respite because my mind is so cluttered. I have one room in my house that has a lot of stuff, which is the office, but that's from all the fan art that I love and reminds me of, the job I used to have. Um, and the dogs, the dog's belongings. It was just more of an evolution. Just, you know, I don't, I think too much stuff can, I also don't know that I have the best sense of style and I don't want it, it to ever look cheap or like I don't have good style. And so I, I guess in a protective way, less stuff, less color, less chance of messing it up. Like everything I have is gray, which is insane. Um, so it's just that. It's just less stuff around you to get bogged down with. We already have, especially if you're older, you know, you've got your, all your hair products and your vitamins and your makeup and just paring stuff down. You feel more alive and you feel freer and you actually don't need all the stuff that everyone's telling you. Mm -hmm. We shop for therapy a lot of the times and, you know, it's like, check this Amazon thing you need to buy. Everything, like, because I look on like TikTok or something, everything is a piece of shit plastic from China that's going to break that you don't need. You're like, this is a timer that tells you exactly when your eggs are ready, but also has a light on it. Like, you don't need this. Most of the stuff you think you need, what you should do is invest in expensive quality products that you will have for a very long time. Uh, otherwise, you're just surrounded by clutter and I can't stomach the idea of constantly contributing to the plastic waste. Just buying, like, 
I know you love pop sockets, but like that's another thing. Like you don't need it. I don't. I mean, I got one. I don't, Go I don't. on TikTok and look at like Amazon purchases. You need. It's always some girl with like a soft beta voice. Like Amazon purchases you need this week, and it's always. If, if it has more than one function, it's usually garbage. Like it's got a built-in timer and flashlight and kickstand. You're like, those are all things that they added because they knew that it was just like a 13 cent piece of garbage before that. This but is a phone light that also toasts ant bread. For the most part, yes. And you're not talking about this, but I think it's important to note, like buying expensive stuff that lasts longer is the move. But that's why like being poor makes you poor. Like when you can't afford these sure. things and you buy a cheap thing and then it breaks and you buy another cheap thing. And then, like, obviously like if you bought something long-term, you would invest in it and it would go, but you can't always put in the Of course not. Cost. And this is not like, if you don't have any money, like good fucking luck. But I think something that does keep people poor is making the mistake of thinking you need more things. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need, and by the way, I own a lot of t-shirts and I think sneaker collecting is dumb. That's just me. I know people love it. Like, you don't need it. You're not wearing them. I understand like the stock X aspect of it. I'm not shaming anyone for their hobby. I don't have things that I really collect. Mm. Invest in books, experiences, you know. How have you, I mean, how often do you really like look back at a seashell and you're like, I remember this was from the day. <laughs> I hope you're not paying money for a seashell. <laughs> well, maybe you live in like Nebraska and you're like, I need that seashell. Just thinking about before I buy something, because I've done this, like I go online and I scroll at night and I'm like, what is this really... What urge is this actually filling? And is it more of like feeling like you have control over something, creating that burst of serotonin, that burst of happiness? And I'm not, you know, if you love shopping, you love whatever, whatever brings you joy, I just think a lot of times it's more psychological than it is about the material thing. Yeah, for sure. I wear all of those t-shirts. And if I find that I am not wearing one, I donate it. But just having less and thinking about it less, that's why people wear like, that's what the argument for school uniforms. It's one less thing that you're thinking about and concerned with when you should be concerned with like academics. Mm-hmm. Or like Steve Jobs had a uniform. That psychopath that had the fake blood machine, she had a uniform. It's just one less thing to think about. So if you're always where, you know, if you're taking one, you know, if you always have a routine or you always have the same things, it's just one less thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Fasting is another example. If you're not eating at those times, it's one less thing to think about. Um, and you can devote your mental energy to other things. So the minimalism just comes from wanting to give myself a respite where I can because my life can be so hectic. Kick your 954 boy. Hey, Lies and crew. I'm getting ready to move to a new city and state where I will know no one. Do you have any advice on meeting new people, finding a new hairstylist, doctor's apartment, etc.? For context, I've only made one major move like this before, and that was when I went to college and I never left that city. I'm about your age, an elder millennial. I've never tried Kashi Golden Crunch, never will, thanks to you. you I'm also any friends. Don't do it. I'm also a gay man if that matters. Still a gay man if it doesn't. Love everything you do. <laughs> I've never listened Still to any, any podcast before yours. And yours is the first and only one I listen to now. Wow. It's my one true love podcast. Please come to St. Pete and do a show in my city so I can see you again. Last time was in DC. Hearts. Ah. So you live in St. Petersburg, Florida, or St. Petersburg, Russia. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the government is monitoring this. So Chat. not yeah, and so not just moving out of St. Petersburg. Where are you going? Doesn't say, but new city and state where I'll know no one. Advice on meeting new people, finding new hairstylists, doctors, apartment, etc. Where do you get that kind of info if you don't already have friends in the city? Um, the internet, I guess. I mean, Yelp, Yelp reviews, but it's like Instagram. Oh, you know, you're gonna want to go, especially as a gay guy. You're gonna want to go to like the cool hair place, not like a Floyd's. 
and not like cut crazy. <laughs> like you know, you're going to want, so I would, you know what I would do? I would like look up the hashtags. Like let's say you're moving to Atlanta, you know, like hashtag Atlanta hairstyles, Atlanta barbers. You also, I would look on, um, gonna say like eater sometimes they have like there's no restaurants for people to eat in or but the pop culture website not the local pop culture website but maybe um curbed is one for like real estate like maybe finding out what cool things you also want to find you want to move to a city and be in the coolest iteration of the newest city uh the newest part of that city like if you moved to LA a couple years ago you'd want to move to like Frogtown, which is a thing that didn't exist a couple years ago in mass, but like is where all the cool kids went. You want to be in the thing where more people like you are living. You know, you don't want to pick the old money section. You want to pick like, where are the hip, cool gay dudes? Not the old gay dudes that used to be cool. Um, Google your city, type in hidden gems, like start to get, you know, and then maybe this, I'm just, cause I think about when I visit cities, um, I'll type in like, you know, coffee shops and I'll look at a Google map. And you kind of see where things are and you see that things kind of clump together. And usually near a coffee shop, someone puts out a cute hair hair salon and they put up a cute boutique. Like you can see the cute towns. I would also type in uh, hipster neighborhoods and then your city. I'm not kidding. I do this all the time. You go to a a city you've never been to. You don't know what part to go to. You don't want to go to a fucking mall. So I would type in these words and I would start to get a layer. And then I would just ask locals. I would sign up for a workout class and I would just ask people. I do that. I find a girl who looks like me and I say, what's cute? And they're like, here's what's cute. And then you find it. Yeah. You will not know everything going into it. And you need to get the lay of the land. So give yourself time once you get there. Just start signing up for stuff, not in a weird way. And don't sign up for hobbies that you don't do normally. But like chat up your barber. I feel like gay guys are very like community oriented. Like, hey, come hang out with us. Yeah. I say that not being a gay guy. You'll be fine. Hipster neighborhood in Put-In City. And then you'll see what people have written. And find the like cool website for that city. Like everyone's got like their local thing, you know? And use Instagram. Look at images that you like on Instagram. Hashtags of things that you're interested in with that city. And that should help. That's my answer. That's how I find dope coffee shops. That's it. Yeah. And you always find little fun places. I wonder why you're moving and I wonder if it's for work, in which case you have resources at work Mm -hmm. and just be open. Hey, I'm looking to try cool things. And someone will be like, oh, I'd love to show you. Oh, I think you're hot. Let's pretend that I'm just showing you, but I hope it's a date. Be open to all those suggestions. And it's okay to explore a city on your own. When I go to other countries, I just go to so many museums and I just walk around and it's very dangerous, but I do it. (laughs) Okay, this person needs you to... Set them straight, okay? Hey, Liz and Emily, I was really hoping for some relationship advice. I'm going wow. on a year. Sorry, with, <laughs> going. I'm going on a year with my boyfriend, and it's been a very turbulent relationship. Is this a girl? You said person. It's a girl. Yeah. Uh, since the beginning, they ev- are a girl. Everybody I know has told me it's an emotionally abusive relationship. For example, he tells me what I can and can't wear, has made me cut ties with many of my male friends because he's convinced every guy is secretly in love with me. He checks my Instagram followers every day to see if I've followed anyone new and asks who they are, what, Do I have to hear the rest of this? Run, do not walk. Yeah, it says, so I'm at blah, blah, blah. I'm having a hard time breaking up with him, but no, because I Because he's a to. stalker? I'm terrified of him making me out to be a terrible person to everyone. He always tells me I play the victim. Am I being dramatic? How do you go about getting out of a situation like this? You, do they live together? 
that's not. Look, first thing you have to do is. Oh, he lives with me. We skipped this because I was trying. He lives with me and I kicked him out about a month ago and then went back to him. And now he holds it over my head and uses it to get away with everything he does, telling me I'm the one who did this to him. Kick him. So you kick, kick him out once, kick him out again. Kick him out again on that same day, change the locks. And the number Ooh, one thing. Yeah. yeah you have to be okay with is that he's going to have his narrative regardless of what you do. By the way, he already has, listen to me, listen to me. Don't look at your phone. Listen to me. He, I'm talking to the person, not you, Emily. He already has total control over you and he's still telling you you're the victim and that you're not a good person and you're still worried about what he'll say about you. And that's with you on your quote unquote best behavior. Mm. So clearly there's no way you're gonna come out looking good even though you're being exactly what he wants you to be. What he wants you to be is nothing. He wants you to be so small that he can squash you because he feels so bad about himself. You need to very quickly get okay with the fact that he's gonna think and say horrible things about you, but it won't fucking matter because you don't have to write into my show about questions like this, okay? I love you. Get a best friend who's gonna help you through this. Kick him the fuck out. Change the locks that day. Block him on everything, and in a couple of weeks, you'll get some distance and you'll and you'll start dating around and you'll be like, how this will scar you, just so you know. The next guy that you date, you might hold these things against him. You'll be nervous that he's checking. You'll I've had this before. Not with a boyfriend who's ever abusive, but just like little things. And it takes you a while to realize, oh, someone else isn't gonna do this to you, isn't gonna mistrust me, isn't gonna accuse me of stuff that I that I haven't done. Run, do not walk as quick as you can. Kick him out now. It's great that you're able to kick him out because that means he's not totally insane and he was willing to leave. Do it again, immediately. And anybody who's not on your side, they, that's not your friend. Get a girlfriend, hold on to her, let her hold your hand through this and be done with it. And your friends are telling you yes. that he's emotionally abusive. So Have they those, are on your side. Those friends are on your side. And they're not going to believe, if he goes to them and says, you're a jerk, they're not going to believe him. They believe you, they are on your side. And quite frankly, if, you know- if you want to call for that allegiance, be like, please don't talk to him. Lay the ground or be like, he's insane. I'm listening. I'm taking control of my life. And anyone not on your side does not deserve to go into this next chapter with you. You are growing and it's going to upset people. Mm -hmm. Move on. You're done. Please update us once you've gotten the locks changed. Yeah. Done. You're done. Yeah. No, you don't deserve. Why? Is this, what is he? The king of Spain? He's got so much gold. You after that gold? There's no way this guy is that amazing. Okay. You will find someone else. And even if you don't, it's better than this. Nobody deserves to have their Instagram followers checked because also, guess what? I bet you he's cheating on you. That that's is why he's much. so intense about it. Either yeah. that or somebody cheated on him or he's super fucked up, but he's hiding something or he's just a shitty person. Either way, you don't deserve it. Even if you had cheated on him, he chose to stay. He's taking no responsibility for anything. Yeah. Kick it and kick him out. Kick him out and get your locks changed. Change your locks, change your habits, get new friends. Remember, it's COVID, so don't get too many friends. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with 
someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Anonymous. Hi, Eliza. Love your podcast. I just started listening early November and I've been running through the backlog to catch up while oh, enjoying your new podcast. Don't listen to episodes one through 12. I say a lot of racist things. I don't. <laughs> I'm a 27-year-old female dating a 25-year-old male. Female. Younger man. Very we, sexual. We met in college and have been dating for over five years. Different classes. We share a mortgage on our house and have joint bank accounts. Responsible young adults. We have every intention of getting married. But my boyfriend we'll see. But my boyfriend doesn't want to get engaged until after our roommate moves out. That's kind of fair. Our roommate, who is my age and a close friend of my boyfriend, claims he can't afford to move out and wants to stay until he finishes his associate's degree. Mm. I've patiently waited two years. No. And after several stressful conversations, my boyfriend finally told our roommate to move out within the next year so we can move on with our lives. I feel I've been very patient, but friends all around us who met long after us are already married. Now his twin, single up until last year, wants to get engaged and keeps inquiring about our wedding plans. I assume she is just being polite and hoping we'll announce something to the family first because we have four years on her relationship. Should I just wait until our roommate moves out and make things uncomfortable for everyone while we wait or ask my boyfriend to get engaged sooner? I know he very much wants to be the person to pop the question. I don't want to get in the way of that. At the same time, I'm tired of waiting and shrugging off questions from both our families and friends. Uh, this was longer than I expected. Either way, I got off my chest. Thank you. I think it's a little, it sounds like an excuse. Yeah. And it feels to me like if it was, first of all, he's picking his roommate over you, who's his best friend, mm -hmm. which is super immature, but then again, he's 25. Um, and the fact that the roommate has not been mindful about this pressure, I wonder if the roommate's hearing the same story that 
you're hearing. Like, I wonder if the room, if the, if your boyfriend's like, yeah, you know, take your time. You don't know. The right, friend just gave him a year to move that's out. That's insane. Okay. And it's an associate's degree. Like, this is not like you're studying for a doctorate. Okay. So I, I think my bigger issue is that your boyfriend, soon to be fiance, soon to, soon to be fiance, soon to be fiance, ooh, be fiance, isn't putting you as a priority. And I would look at that versus pressuring him because something's in the way. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Well, who cares if the guy's living there? So you both can be saving up and looking at apartments. Why don't the two of you? He's a grown man, by the way, this friend. He will figure something out. Your boyfriend's like, bro, bro. <laughs> Placing his friend's feelings and priorities over yours. Um, so I would just look at that because this will not be the last time. And he might grow up and mature, but this will not be the last time that something like this happens. Yeah. That being said, let's say it truly is that and he's just being a little dumb. You can always pop the question. What do you think the conversation is between the twins? Like the fact that the sister is coming to her and is like, hey, are you guys getting engaged soon? Like, why doesn't she go talk to her brother and be like, hey, dude. I think, you know what? This is not going to be a fun thing. I would have a a come to Jesus with him because there might be a version where he doesn't want to get married. Mm. Or they already have joint joint bank account, which is that doesn't matter to me. That doesn't matter. People get dogs. People have children's. People have whole lives together, and then realize they don't want to be together. I think you need to really take a look and make sure that this person does want to get married to you. And if he does, and he's allowing this to get in the way, that's going to be a problem. And Mm -hmm. let's say this isn't a problem, and he really is just kind of being dumb about it. You can always pop the question, or just say, "Hey, I'm moving out." I just, you're allowing this friend and I don't know how you could live with this friend who like, oh, I'm just loafing around, who's okay with being this much of a burden. But there's so many red flags here. Yeah. Um, I think you need to have a come to Jesus. And I think maybe do it with the roommate and just be like, he won't get in. It's just weird that you're having to beg for this. Yeah. He's I- supposed to be saying to you, please marry me. Yeah. The fact that I just, I feel like you're signing up for a life of like, I asked you to do the dishes. I asked you to do the thing. I asked, you know. I will. When somebody moves out, I'll do the dishes. I think he's a little nervous about getting married, which is fine. But you. Make sure you're on the same page. Yeah, make sure you're on the same page. This is very weird. Yeah. Alternate take. He's having an affair with his best friend. (laughs) It's the twin sister secretly presiding over their wedding. No one wants to tell you they already had a gay wedding. Like in Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah. They have that <gasps> secret gay wedding. And then they have that like really steamy sex scene. That was like a big deal. That yeah. That was a big deal. Also, I just saw MacGruber. <laughs> Top two best sex scenes, most realistic sex scenes I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> I was crying. There are stains on the couch from the salt in my tears. That's how hard I was crying laughing. <laughs> Brooke Dan Duran. Hi, Liz, Emily Chomfu. And Gracie. Wait. I got to do it. Brooke Dandoran, Brooke Dandoran, where to get my Brooke Dandoran. I love that song, but I think it's racist, maybe. Black Betty? Yeah. I don't think it's about a black woman named Betty. I, but I feel like I heard some. I don't know. That's why I just said maybe. <laughs> but I like that song. You can't say black now? No, not that it's black. It's not just, black mammy. I know. I don't. Oh, don't even say. <laughs> I think it's about. I don't remember black where I heard heroin. That. I think it's about. She really gets me high in my vein. Oh, you think it's about drugs? No, but I do think almost every song is about an orgasm or drugs. Mm. 
like uh okay okay forgot like, hold on, like that song but is it the one that's like she never wrote uh, meet virginia oh yeah pretty sure it's about like a heroin addict every song except for what's that song about school shooting pumped up kicks <laughs> that's it's and people are like dancing at bar mitzvahs to it it's about columbine <laughs> yeah horrible uh, those holidays are also about <laughs> horrible things too I am 24, and like all of your listeners, I am in grad school, first year in medical school. Okay, that's great. You go to grad school for medical school. I don't know. Wait. They said I'm in grad school, first year in medical school. Maybe there's medical grad school. I don't think so. Maybe they're doing both. Maybe they're doing both. Maybe it's like a seven-year-old Indian kid that's just brilliant. Maybe. Okay. The guy I'm dating is 26 and comfortable working for his parents' company to take over one day. We've only been dating about- Take over his parents' small family business dildo company. (laughs) We've only been dating about six months and I only got a red flag when we were talking about cars and he mentioned me having a minivan one day. We talked about potential kids and I said, maybe when I'm 32 because I'd be out of med school and well into residency. He said, 32, I'd be 35. I'm not sure how to tell him it might be later or I might not want kids. I know you're going to say you're wrong and you might want kids in the future and all that. That's not what I was going to say. I mean, you kind of said. So how do you answer those? questions Words in your 20s. In my hoof. Better phrase, how do you answer that question when it's years away for you? How old are you? Uh, 24. And this guy is 26. Okay, first of all, he needs to relax, He's okay? The coolest. There's no like sage wisdom coming out of someone's Get your old. minivan. Well, I think it's very sweet that he's kind of saying like, hey, I see a future with you. Um, it's totally okay if you don't want kids. Mm-hmm. At this age, you're how old? 24? Yeah. You don't need to be thinking about it. In like the very back of your mind, like, you know, maybe don't like have all your eggs scooped out or something, but this is your selfish time. This is your time to finish that degree and get yourself established and, you know, have a, you just always be honest. That's Mm -hmm. the best you can do. Because I would ask the same for a guy, you know, if you were getting married, like tell her if you want kids or if you don't, don't lie to her and say you do when you don't. So you say, hey, you said this thing about the minivan. Um, I I'm really focused on medical school right now. I don't know if I'll want kids. Mm -hmm. That's all. I think it just kind of spooked you because you're thinking he's going to like take you away from your job. He's going to want you to have kids and, you know, and it is daunting, especially at that age where like thinking about kids or reproductive issues and all that stuff, it it is so hard to comprehend. Even as a 38 year old woman, whatever the steps that lie ahead for me in terms of becoming a mother or whatever, that even seems so foreign. It's really difficult as a woman, you know, we compartmentalize reproductive things because it's so not in your realm at the moment and that's okay. So you're not, you're keeping it open. You're just have, all you can do is be honest with him. Yeah. I just don't know. And what you don't want is pressure. Look, if you were 30 and you're like, I don't know, I'd be like, okay, maybe, maybe think about it. At 24, You've got time. When you just started your grad school yes. medicals. It's important to you. And I don't know why you shouldn't be allowed to. Just because he's going to work for his parents' company. So his dreams were always set in stone. Yeah. And you've had to work for yours. And you're doing that. And I, I think you would regret it, of course, looking back. I mean, like, yeah, I dropped out to have 13 kids. And now we work at the family dildo shop. So I hope you that's just be open else. with him. And I'm sure he'll be like, oh, my God. No, I was just saying. And I just want to be with you. Ideally, he's the kind of guy... Because my husband said this, you know, I was like, what if we couldn't have kids? You know, and he's like, I just want to be with you. And that's very sweet. And I was like, okay, but if you can't have kids, I'm leaving you. Uh, You want a guy that wants to be with you through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. 
it's not like you're 35 and you're like, I'm going to keep putting it off. Right. <laughs> and so not think about you, you've it. You've got, yeah. lo- at this moment, you have the luxury of doing whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. This medical thing you've been on track for for years is more important than the six month relationship with the with yeah. this guy. By the way, if you were already a doctor, I'd be like, it's a different discussion. But right now your focus and attention needs to be on yourself and establishing this job that's going to feed you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anonymous. Minivan. There's so many other like chicer options. They do have cool minivans now that have like built-in vacuums and like built-in like stuff to suck all your kids' garbage into like a hole. <laughs> yeah, it's not as like dorky as it was in the 90s, but like there's also SUVs. There's also large coupes. <laughs> Anonymous. I recently- motorcycle. <laughs> With a sidecar. Mm-hmm. Anonymous. Okay. Hi, Eliza. Hi. He's a hot Scotty. He's not, he's not here. He is here. He listens. I recently, I I miss you every day. I recently got into an argument with my sister over what pictures I included on my Christmas card. Okay. In October, my sister-in-law got married. Your sister-in-law got married? How is that? How is she not already married if she's your sister-in-law? Could be husband's sister. Oh, duh. Okay. (laughs) Got married. My entire family had been invited. However, due to COVID, she had to cut back on the guest list and my sister decided not to attend as she had safety concerns. Got it. Which were totally valid as she is currently pregnant and has two young kids. Would be valid even if she didn't have any of those things. Yeah. It's called being a responsible person who believes in science. Okay. My parents attended the ceremony and my brother came to the reception. The front, of our, yeah. the front of our card has a picture of my husband and myself and on the back, I included a picture of us with my husband's side and one of us with my parents and brother. In between the pictures, I it just, said- Nobody cares, but okay. Like, I'm, who, okay. I'm laying it out. Okay. From our wonderful family to yours, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Is the issue that you said wonderful? Like, no. who is this? When my okay. sister received the card, she said it was a slap in the face that she and her family were not included in the card. I tried to explain that I only used photos from the wedding, but she continued to insist that I was trying to send some kind of personal insult by excluding Ooh. her family. Was I wrong in this case? She was always reading into things and flipping out on family members. Uh, was she justified? How could I rectify it with her? I want nothing more than to have a good relationship with her and her family, but issues like this make it difficult. Uh, bah, bah, bah. I always listen to podcasts when I'm cleaning, find it very therapeutic. Sometimes I had thought about writing a question, but I would usually be able to think, what would Eliza say? And the answer Aww. usually involves having a come to Jesus convo I love with someone. It. Let me know if this is okay. First of all, yes. uh, I think you did leave her out on purpose because it sounds like your sister's a real wacko. Okay, I initially was really ready to be like, the sister is wrong. The sister is definitely like not going about it the right way. You're gaslighting. But I can see how if I got a card, like thank you for my family and it was my brother, my parents, my sister and the only person not in a picture in the card was me. Like I'd be kind of like, Okay, first of all, my first thought is that's a lot of people on a card anyway. Here's what happens when I get, I know exactly what your card looked like. It's probably one of those card stock, look, looks like a postcard. Mm-hmm. Here's what I do when I get those. They sit on my, I don't have a Christmas tree. I have just a metal table that yes. all my cards go on. Uh, I never look at them again. Even after I open them, I just place it there. I'm like, yes, one more for the collection. And then I use it to pick up spiders the rest of the year. You set up a nice collection this year yeah. on that shelf. And then there was a spider and I picked up one of them. It may have been Kara's and I plucked that spider and put it outside. Oh, I got Kara's. It was cute. So cute, baby. It's so cute. So it doesn't really matter. Nobody's looking at it and thinking, where's the sister? I promise nobody really looked at the card. That being said, uh, from the sister's point of view, it is a little fucked up. Now, you 
being busy with a family, you just thought, look, here's a nice picture. We're all together at the wedding. Two birds, one stone. Yes. Let's get stoned. So what you have to do is two things. One, you need to atone for your sins to your sister. <laughs> you have to say to her, I completely see where you're coming from. I have been so busy. I thought this was a good looking picture from the bottom of my heart. I did not mean to exclude you. I see how this looks. Mm -hmm. That's not how I want you to feel. It just seemed like a good solution. I didn't even realize it at the time. Acknowledge that because that's like, validate her feelings. But from the highest light, if you honestly didn't really mean to leave her out and you're not gaslighting her, she's probably going to think what she wants to think, but you know that your conscience is clean. Yeah. You I, know you didn't do it on purpose. This doesn't feel malicious at all. Unless you're a psychopath. Unless you're a psychopath. And you're gaslighting us. It really doesn't feel, it was like, oh, this picture has 80% of people that need to be yes, in the picture. that need to be so, in the picture. And perfect. when else are you going to get them together? Right. And what, what were you going to do? Oh like God. stage a separate photo with your sister? Like, no, there Here's was no solution. Next year, you get the family picture and you Photoshop just take a picture of your sister like standing outside for coffee. Photoshop a picture of her, obviously in a different outfit in like a different, like on the beach, just right in front. Or just send out a Christmas card of a headshot of just your sister and just write, this is the only family I need. Love, other sister. Uh, all you have to do is validate that and say, yeah. I'm so sorry that I hurt you. That was not my intention. Like validate it and then be done because yeah. it was a mistake. Yeah. And that's not what you wanted to do. And make me be like, hey, I really respect that you didn't go to the wedding. I was just trying to get all the people. It You know, it's just say sorry. Yeah. Say sorry and then be done. However, the fact that she's always accusing people of this, you know, she's insecure about something and you may have done stuff like this in the past where you've left her out. Maybe take a look at from the bottom of your heart, honestly, like in like deep down, do you leave her out of stuff? You know, are you gaslighting her? I would just apologize for this and move on. If she can't accept it, then there's some other issues at play. Yeah. But it doesn't seem, it, you didn't do anything on purpose. It doesn't seem. Unless no. Unless you're the world's greatest liar. Right. Psycho. Anonymous. Happy vacuuming. <laughs> Don't miss that spot where the spider lives. Anonymous. I let a spider live in my house, by the way. I all, I, look, here's the thing. I try to catch them and take them outside because yeah. I'm very scared that they're going to bite Gracie. Yeah. But they live in my house rent-free because they catch the other bugs. Well, you have a great like daddy long legs guy that was in here before and they can't they can't he, hurt somebody. I think he moved out. I think he did too. I haven't or seen him. He died. He's in the guest bathroom. Yeah. He was. Well he doesn't know that not a lot of bugs go in there. And I wish they would go outside <laughs> where the ants are. But they don't. Okay. It's an ant buffet. <laughs> Anonymous. In March, my Can husband. Call the episode Ant Buffet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in March, my husband's cousin had his baby baptized and my mother-in-law shifted the topic to baptizing our future children. Okay. I simply stated that since neither me nor my husband are religious, I would not feel comfortable doing this, but would be okay with introducing our future kids to the church lifestyle if they were interested in it. This blew up into a bunch of passive aggressive messages over the course of several months and how we need to go to church and implying that I am keeping my husband from the church. In addition, they have started mailing us Bibles. We are now at Oof. six. It's too many. My, my husband- Is it one for each type of Christianity? <laughs> my husband tried to talk to them, but they just gaslight the entire situation. I just don't know what to do anymore because I've always respected their religious views and I do not think I'm getting the bare minimum respect back. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it was already really nice to be like, look, we're not going to baptize them, but if they want to go to church with like grandma and grandpa, cool, look, we're down. I don't know. You are talking about eternal damnation <sighs> of a baby's soul. Is that what you want to be responsible for, you heathen? Look, my husband is a secular humanist, as his father will tell you. Um, he is half Jewish, even though his mother is non-practicing, Italian, so Catholic, whatever. Uh, his mother had him secretly baptized, even though his dad was, uh, I guess, not conservative Jew, but came from like a Jewish family. Mom had him secretly baptized just in case. I personally, while I am not Christian, if my husband felt really strongly about it, we probably wouldn't be married. But if it meant a lot to her, so what? Because if it means, this is just, I'm just saying this to make peace. If it means nothing to you and it means everything to them, like, look, it's a splash of water. And if you don't really care, I, I get it. I'm just saying, what if that was the thing that just like shut them up? Or you're giving them an inch and they're going to take a Lord's foot. It's a, it's a slippery slope. Based on how rude they've been and yeah. disrespectful they've been, it makes me want to be spiteful and in fact, enroll the baby in like a, a Jewish a, school. Yeah, and be like, Yeshiva. Well, this is really tough for me to answer because I, my parents are very open-minded and whatever you want for, to, to a degree uh, and whatever you want to do. Um, that being said, I do have, I have a relative who converted to Christianity and when they would come over, he would bring the Bible mm. and he would want to talk to my dad about it. Either suit up, strap in, strap on for like some hardcore religious debates. I think they're pretty easy to win. Um <laughs> Yeah, this might be a real, in the most literal sense, come to Jesus with these relatives. Just maybe say like, what is it that you want? She'll be like, I want them. And then, you know, if it's a baby, there's not much you can do. A kid doesn't know where it is. Right. It, that, that's tough. It, I feel bad for you. Especially because it sounds like these people really are like, this couple are just really like cool and respectful. Like that's my, my parents both like went to church as kids, but they didn't have us go. And my sister got very interested. And so my mom started taking her and then she went to like a religious college. Like, cause she had, she would just read the Bible on her own, like at home, like cool, just separately. Cool Friday. And my parents were like, cool. Like my sister and my mom would go to church and me and my dad would sleep and chill. And like, now you work for a liberal. Liberal Jew in Hollywood. <gasps> I know, but it's just like these these guys not sound that like they're doing everything right, and these pretty liberal parents are just turds. They've sent nice six person. Bibles. What is that going to do? That's insane. Well, why not call it out for what it is and be like, "What do you want me to do with the other five? <laughs> or every time called, be like, "I'm sorry, I'm just reading all six Bibles <laughs> right now." I don't know your sense of humor, and I don't know. It's easy for me to make jokes because I don't have to see these people. Yeah. But I do wonder if it involves a sit down with your husband just being like, what is it that you guys want? Yeah. And be like, you have to chill because, and this is something that Christianity and Catholicism, they don't do well. They force, 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 and then you get the adverse reaction. Yeah. So she should just know, like the more you force it, the more of a bitter taste it is. And it, I also never understand, because and I don't believe this, why Christianity, why a Christian person is so concerned with my soul. If you think I'm going, so it's either let me save you or you're going to hell. And I'm like, if I go to hell, what do you care? Yeah, then, you, I'm not, you, then I'm not up there taking up more space in heaven. That, what, that, what do you get, like a punch card? Like a, in like a, like a frozen yogurt I promo? I 10 people. Yeah, it's, it's about proselytizing and converting and growing numbers. And so, you know, you should explain to her that this approach is really souring you on the church. Right. But I would have a big sit down to be like, I want to lay out exactly how I feel. We want to respect your, you know, you want the kids to go to church with you. That's cool. But they're just born. Tianfu. She says, I'm Buddhist. 
Chinese baby. Chinese chicken. Uh, it might you might have to have a united front on this one. Yeah, that's tough because they don't seem like the kind of people. I mean, or you just are endlessly having fun. I don't have anyone in my life like that, but you could just, every time she calls, be like, I can't hear you. We're burning the Bibles for warmth. <laughs> just, that's a lot. Yeah. Or just tell her you never got the Bibles. No, then she's going to get more. And then, and then you, and then they come to stay with you and it's just a room filled with Bibles. Stack them up outside their front door, under their doorknob, so it blocks their doorknob so they cannot leave their home and they're trapped. <laughs> We stayed with one of Hunter's relatives once. Uh, we were on the road and I went and she had like this big, beautiful house and I went into my room and sitting on the bed was a Gideon's Bible. And I honestly, I'm just so used to Judaism being like other, like Christianity is like the main religion, especially in our country. I honestly, and especially because it was someone else's home, they thought it was so funny like she was like, because she's not religious at all. She's like, what? Like, isn't that funny that you would do that to someone? But it didn't even occur to me to be offended. I was just like, yeah, they're probably just really Christian. And she wants me to like, I don't know. I don't take offense at it unless like she says something horrible, but like it was just a joke. But uh, yeah, you sound like a very open-minded, even-tempered, cool person. And mm-hmm. this grandma is just kind of pushing your buttons and not being cool about it. She's concerned about the eternal damnation of her grandchild's soul. And I understand that. So- Ask her what you can do right now that would be like, what do you actually want me to do? Ask her that. She'd be like, I want you to take them to church. Be like, okay, well, when they open their eyes, if that's something that they want, you know, you want to go every couple Sundays, sure. But you also have the right to, you know, because it sounds like it kind of doesn't matter to you either way. Yeah. These are your children though. And yeah, you got you to gotta put your foot down because she'll just keep on taking inches. Inches. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Renee underscore Hi Eliza. Wait, hold on. One more thing. Sorry. Here's what you do. You'd be like, here's what we're willing to do. What do you want us to do? And try to have a talk. If she is, uh, if she's being unreasonable, tell her, be like, we're becoming Hindus. And she'll be like, what? And you'd be like, I'm going to do it unless you settle down, Martha. We're going full on Orthodox Jewish. We're becoming pagans. And she'd be like, no, 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 no. You'd be like, okay. So I will see you back one off. time a year at Christmas. <laughs> Brooklyn Renee underscore. Hi, Eliza. Arm of the baby. Mysterious hot Scotty and sweet, sweet Tianfu. Arm of the baby. Thanks to Eliza, I have switched to any of deodorant. I am loving my new Athena Club subscription. This I will also great. stay miles away from Kashi. Thanks this is for great. supporting us. Thank you for supporting us and not supporting Kashi. Girl in Crunch because I'll blow out your Kashi's butthole. Kashi's going to come for us one day. I feel like they're going to send like a cease and desist. What are they, <laughs> they going to do? Make me eat Kashi? Are they just going to fart in my direction? Season desist. Why? I ate your product and it blew out my butthole. <laughs> and there are forums online. This is not hearsay. I know. My, please don't. I'm already being sued. Please don't. Please don't me. come for us. My husband and I have seen every special on Netflix and saw you live in Orlando last January. Our oh, sides were a, hurting from laughing so hard. It was a great show. Orlando is a lit crowd of all orca whales. I am a 27 year old female with a bachelor's in social work and a master's in public administration. Oh, me too. I've been working for a nonprofit organization for the past five years. The job is great. I love what I do. And it was super flexible with my schooling. I was able to do a lot of my schoolwork at work and was able to take off when needed for exams. 
Obviously, I want to move on to bigger and better things career-wise with my master's degree that I just received this past August. My question is, how can I bring myself to leave a job that has been so accommodating and is by far the best job schedule-wise? It's a small agency, literally five employees, so we've all become so close. My manager is also now talking about raises coming up soon, which will bring my pay to an amount that I can guarantee I will not find starting out in another job. Any advice is appreciated. Why are you leaving? Well, so I think with the masters, they go to another job, they start out at a lower pay, but there's probably a higher ceiling for what they can start earning. So you're getting a master's. You want to go get a job in a field that your master's is for. Right. So she just got her master's and now she wants to switch from this kind of more generic company to starting lower in like a career path. I think as someone who left a one-person company but then came back to it, I think if you are, if they're really, like, they're nice. There's so few of them. I'm sure you're close with them. Like, they misunderstand that you were going to get your master's for a reason. They will understand. Look. Just tell them how much you appreciate what they've done for you. That's it. That's it. Nobody's going to be like, but we, first of all, it's not like they gave you money for free. Like, you still did a job. Right, right. You still rendered services. So- it was symbiotic, even though they were flexible. They wouldn't have been flexible if you weren't a good employee. Right. So it is a, you both got something out of this. Yeah. It's not like you took advantage. Again, you wouldn't have, they wouldn't have loved you so much if you weren't great. So start from the perspective that you've both gotten something out of this. Yeah. And they knew you were, they knew this day would come. They just didn't think it would come so soon. So you got your master's. Um, that's it. You go into your boss's office with tears in your eyes, just as my baby here did for me before she realized what was good for her. Uh, and you just explain like the time has come and I've gotten this degree and I would like, I'd like to give you guys as much time as you need for that yeah, transition. Yeah, give them as much notice as you can. I'd love to help you with training the new person. Mm-hmm. I, I'll sit with them for a week. You know, what can I do to make this easier? But I have been asked to take this other position. They're waiting on me. Like, and make it all about yeah. like, you know, make it, you be as accommodating as possible. They will throw you a party. They will be all tearful and they will say goodbye, but they will find someone to replace you and move on. It's not like you're Donald Trump where you're leaving a big hole in our hearts. And it won't be like the job I had a couple jobs ago where I was escorted out with my belongings and not allowed back. Or it is, and fucking who cares because you're moving on. Right. Either way, you're moving on. So if they want to be cool, great. If not, you're still moving on. There's nothing that they can say that's going to keep you. Right. You put all this time and money into a master's, it's go time. Yeah. Your life is calling. Congratulations. Enjoy the cake from Publix. Yum. Yum. All right, top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. We are doing it right, yeah. My top of the cob is the first two minutes of a bath. Oh, when it still is like, this is going to be fun and you're mm-hmm. not bored. You're not bored. You, It's hot. Your body hasn't acclimated. You slip in and you lean back and you put your head back. The first two minutes where it feels the way you'd fantasize it would feel. Mm. Not the 20th minute where you're pruny. And the water's kind of draining and there's like a ring around the tub. You shouldn't want to stay in a bath for too long. That being said, I've, yeah, I can stay in a bath about 20 minutes and then it gets a little weird. Mm. Then you start to feel like a mermaid in a bathtub. The first couple minutes of a bath where it's all brand new and the water is crisp and you sink in and then you try to do a crossword puzzle, but you keep dripping on the paper and then the ink runs. Yeah. That's my top of the cob is the first two minutes of a bath. Uh, my top of the comp is 
I tested negative for COVID, but that's on my top. So I finally came back to work yesterday and Chanfa was finally excited to see me. And it meant so much to me because she's always like very, she's never rude, but she's just like not super interested in me. And that's cool. Like she's very like, these are my parents. You're here too, whatever. But if you're not here, she does not even sit in the same room as me. Like she goes and sits somewhere else. And I'm like, okay. Um, But I came in after having been gone two weeks. She came up, she was licking my chin. It was very meaningful. I appreciated it. Now she's licking her own little feet. It's just baby Chinese chicken. Mm -hmm. My bottom of the cob is, this is very specific, but I feel like people who work from a home office, so everyone will understand this. If you have an office chair that has wheels on it, but you're, but you have carpet in your office, moving the chair mm-hmm. is always results in pain because you, you know, you like, I'm trying to make some noises here to do it. Like you pick it up to like inch it in, you know? Yeah. And the wheels don't move because you're on fucking spongy carpet. I don't have like that, like hard office carpet. And then you always run over your foot. You always move it. And And there's like a cord somewhere. There's always a cord. And then the wheel all of a sudden jerks forward and it goes over the top part of your foot or your fucking toe. Yeah. It's such a nightmare. Yeah. To get comfortable. And you're always knocking in and then you knock your, knee on the desk or you knock over your tiny space heater yeah because your room secretly used to be a garage like 30 years ago and someone turned it into a room but that doesn't get proper heating so that's it these office chairs that don't wheels that don't roll on carpet yeah my uh my bottom of the cob is also furniture related oh my, God. my God, couch has reclining on the right side and the left side it was like the coolest purchase I've made for myself ever and it's a manual recliner so I because I didn't even think about this you get an electric recliner you have to plug it in I was like I don't want a couch I have to plug in that's ridiculous want a couch so it's literally like a little lever that you pull out and the legs go whoop and I've sat on the same side every day for like a year and a half and the lever broke and I pulled it and it didn't go whoop oh. and so I have put in a warranty request that I don't know when I'll be gotten back to to Fix that, and then a man will come fix it, I guess, but. <laughs> what company? Is this like an Ashley Furniture purchase? Uh, it is. Where did I get it? No. I mean, it is from somewhere where I got it at a discount, and I bought it from, like, the warehouse, but it's, like, a pretty great couch. Can I just no one's ever coming to fix your couch. I have a warranty, a five-year warranty. Someone's coming. From, like, a fake shill company with, like, a dot .biz address. Great. From, like, Australia. It's never fix happening. It. Uh, you might be the only non-retiree, <laughs> like single twenty-something woman to purchase a couch with built-in reclining seats. It's so good for sure. That is an old man purchase. Like I didn't, I didn't peg you for a Korean War vet, but that's great that you're. Comfortable. If I had a house, I would get one of the like electric ones where there's like vibrating built-in and warmth and like a cooler. But for now, just the two sides go whoop. And then what? You'll just, your skin will just fuse with the couch and then yeah. I'll see you on TLC. But so I've had to, I had, I always sat on the right side. So my coffee table's to the left side. So now I've had to move everything to adjust to sitting on the other Feng side. Shui. You got to change it up. Yeah. That is a bummer. Like the thing that you depend on the most, just <laughs> The most. The most. <laughs> Folks, that's our show. Please write a review. Uh, click the stars. Give us all the stars. Be a part of the solution. <laughs> be, don't be a piece of shit. Just write in and say how much you love it. And then and then give us five stars so we can keep selling you things and you can keep buying them and we can keep doing our show. I try to bring you a quality show with real advice and products that I actually believe in. I'm not selling you a bunch of garbo. You want authenticity, you come here. 
You want to be sold a bunch of puff dreams, you go somewhere else. Stay here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 